0: when does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-author, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. How are you, my friend? Man, I'm doing great. Doing great. Getting to the end of the year here and uh, getting all geared up for the holidays. Yeah,
1: doing, doing fine. How
0: about you? Yeah, you know, we're, we're winding up a big year. I think the biggest year... We've ever had on this program, by any name, whether Fast Forward Radio or The World Transformed, in terms of, we were talking about this before the show, in terms of number of shows we've done, and this will actually make our 131st podcast of the year. Can you believe that? Wow. It used to take us uh, three or four years to do that many shows, I think. (laughs) Yeah, easily. But, uh, you know, when you're cranking them out
1: uh, three times a week, and occasionally we get lazy and do only two times a week, right? Right. Yep. Uh you can do. You can manage that, and uh, so uh, man, this, it's just been fun. You it's know, it's been a fun thing. year. It's if been it an exciting fun, year. I would just say, if it wasn't fun for us, if we were not having a great time doing this, there's no way we would do that, do, do it with this level of
0: frequency, right? I mean, we're just well, we'd be time. charging a lot more. That's all. We'd you know we'd be making a lot more money doing it. That's for sure. Uh, perhaps, perhaps. That that that's been that's been our. Uh, that has been our big drawback all along it's just been too much darn fun right we've done it uh, <laughs> that's we've, right to, to we've to been given it be a yeah but we, as we started talking about hey let's wrap up the year we often do a end of the year retrospective of some kind and we said well you know what in a show when you've done in a year when you've done 130 shows and counting you can't just wrap up the whole year in one show so we're actually going to do this in in a few parts so we're going to we're going to work our way through the first half of the year and then we're going to work our way through the second half of the year. And Stephen, you and I each will take a few minutes to talk about the topics and the shows that we found the most significant or the most fun, however you want to, however you want to look at it. But I well, think there,
1: you know the, the way I did it was, you know, uh, I, I looked for shows in which I was extremely intelligent, right? And uh, you know, I don't know about you, Phil, but I found this a very easy list. It just kept, you know, example after example, right? <laughs>
0: they just <laughs> fell into place, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I could that see you scrolling right. through the site. Oh, and I was brilliant here. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, this, this is this another is good man one. Man, I was yeah. awesome
1: on this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah,
0: yeah. One, that's one way to do it, but it, you get so much material that you almost have to filter <laughs> yeah, gotta, it by some other. Read
1: it, you got to you got know, to all right, here, okay, I was, I was great here, but Phil was really lacking,
0: so I'm going to fuck this one. let's <laughs> yeah, yeah. we revisit this so we can reemphasize those points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those, anyway, those, those, are, yeah. All, those are all important criteria. So I, I think by the time we finish, by the time we've done, uh, it will have been four shows altogether to kind, of, to kind of wrap up the year, we'll not only have talked about what stood out for us as podcasters, but I think we'll have a pretty good picture of what's been happening in the future over the past year, over 2017. And it's That's been right. a remarkable year. And it speaks to a remarkable year coming in 2018, just in terms of the pace of change. But uh, you know what? Let me not speechify about that. Let's just talk about some of these shows. So, so I'll begin my list of big shows in the first half of 2017. And the first one that I want to talk about is a show we called the World Transform Book Update that we did back on February 16th, and this was just big for us. This is when yep. we finally, at long last, published our book, "Visions for a World Transformed," and you know that was something that we had been working on for quite a while. And it was a it, it was a great relief to finally have the book out. But also, I, I think a big turning point for us in terms of it gives us the opportunity to say, well, what's our what's our next big challenge going to be? And in fact. Later in the year, we took on the big challenge not only of reestablishing three times a week, which we were not doing at that point in the, in the year, and also we've started doing sponsored shows. We've started our special fast-forward series, which is very elite guests, very specialized topics, and uh, some sponsored content. So a couple, of, a couple of big turning points for us as a show over the, over the course of this year in 2018, will we publish another book? I don't know. We might publish another book, or we might publish another book in 2019. We'll see. You know, it's it's hard to predict. If I were to say how long it takes us to do a book, based on based on the two I've published, it can either happen over a very long, excruciating period of time, or it can happen very fast, right? So we'll. Uh
1: <laughs> yeah, Engines of Disruption is your your book, Phil, that uh, you 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 got out very quickly, and. Uh I, I, it, another, you know, another great book. It's just uh, sometimes it comes together quick. Sometimes uh, it has to it brews it, it, it for a long time. So you know, it's just uh, I guess it,
0: it's one you know, of those right? you, Yeah, it's you a, know, and it's worth taking the time for sure. Um, and right now, I'd say we're we're just sort of looking for what our big next idea for a book would be. So we're not right, even in right. the not even in the drafting stage. But you know, I was thumbing through the book, and I saw a couple of I, I saw a couple of items actually in the book, which this content was developed over the years, really 2014 and 2015, that still relates to news that we've seen folding out over 2017. Here's here's one of the little snippets. For those not familiar with the book, it's essays written by folks who have been guests on the show or people who are friends of the show, and there are longer essays, and then there are these little short one-off, 100-word or less essays, talking about possible future scenarios, just outlining things that, that could happen. And, and I wrote one called Inherit a Galactic Empire. Let me just read this. In another scenario, I suggest the only way we will ever have use of a time machine that will take us back millions of years is to borrow one from an ancient civilization that invented it millions of years ago. The reason for that is some say that you can have a time machine that goes back in the past, but it can only go back to the time when the time machine was invented. Now, I say there's a good chance they won't need it anymore. According to the Transcension Hypothesis, a sufficiently advanced civilization might move on from this universe altogether. They might leave lots of other useful stuff behind, too. Wormhole networks for star travel, Dyson spheres, fully developed planets. We may inherit an entire hand-me-down galactic empire. And I thought, you know what's interesting is we've been tracking this odd object that entered our solar system from interstellar space right over the, over the past month or so. Wouldn't it be something if it turned out that that was some fossilized remnant of an ancient galactic civilization? I don't know if we, we touched on the fact that it might be a living, breathing starship or that it might be a, an old fossil, you know, an old destroyed starship from years ago. But the idea that it actually might represent the, just the thin end of the wedge of there's this huge galactic empire out there that's been depopulated, you know, it's the ruins that we could find. I don't think anyone's mentioned that because that's no, kind of no, a crazy, no. <laughs> kind of a crazy idea. Let's face it. Yeah, but, uh, it's, it's such a
1: crazy idea that uh, you know that's that's one that hasn't been uh, uh, you know uh, you know hasn't been broached. But I, I like it. I like it. Um, you know, and the thing that uh, makes us uh, uh, scratch our heads about this this object, it's the first time we've ever seen an object show up in our solar system that's obviously from somewhere else. Yeah. It's also in the shape that we that would we would expect uh, an artificial vessel to be built in that you know that would travel from one star to another it's, you know a, a long cigar shaped ship basically is what we're is is That's the right. shape of this thing and so uh, it, it's just it's it's just a remarkable set of coincidences that um, make us go hmm and so yeah it would be it would be awesome Phil if it turned out that it was. It's something that we could uh, get into. This it's the uh, it's the Stargate scenario, isn't it? It's, it's the,
0: uh, it kind of the Stargate scenario. Yeah, I think going forward, you know, we've done a show. We just did a show on Friday about how we still haven't found life out in the in the universe, and so that that will be one of the themes that we continue to develop over over the coming the coming years. But I think a sub theme of that is let's keep looking for ancient ruins out there. It'll be very interesting yeah. to see if we find the the galactic empire that was there and that and that has already moved on. There's reasons to think we'll never find that because we're like m- maybe very early to the game if not the first uh, civilization to be to be moving out into the stars anywhere near us in the in the galaxy, but you know, it's a it's it's a fun uh, it's a fun scenario, a fun scenario to work with. And what's great is when you come up with an imaginative scenario for the future is not just to let it sit there. But to look at how what you're learning about how the future is unfolding before us relates to that scenario. And we've done so many shows, Stephen. We've got so many ideas both in this book and just in the conversations that we've had. We could – not the way I intend to do this, but you know what I'm saying? We could never come up with another idea and just spend the next like 10 years (laughs) checking everything that happens against ideas we've already – we've already put out there so i guess what's really exciting looking forward is what are the new ideas we haven't even thought of yet right we really you know unlike uh
1: basically there are some shows that uh, uh base themselves on you know a uh, paranormal idea or something like that and ev- and everything is focused through that lens We're, we are remarkably unfocused in that way aren't we i mean we just <laughs> we just uh you know, when when something new happens, we just we usually just present it and uh, and then and then put it into the framework uh, that we're building uh, sort of after that. You know, it's uh, and uh, so there's always
0: new stuff and and absolutely it's of the it fun show. Uh, c- couple couple more thoughts on the book. Um, one of my yeah. favorite chapters is the one written by you: save lives by adopting imperfect self-driving cars. And I just wanted to mention that at the talk I gave at the library conference back in September. I think that was the point of greatest interest from from that group was y- y- your thoughts on how they're imperfect and we still need to adopt them anyway. That math uh, that you outline in the book there is really compelling. So folks, if you haven't read the book yet, just for Stephen's chapter alone, okay, I think it's <laughs> it's well worth it. <laughs> well, and
1: and, it's just a, and, and uh, if, if you're going to read my chapter alone, you could do it very easily in one sitting. It's a very short chapter, but they, you know, again, it's the idea that you know these cars don't. These self-driving cars don't have to be perfect to be better than us. I just bolded it down right there. So, yeah. yeah
0: uh, it, the, the, the number that gets my attention every time is when you say they could kill ten thousand people a year. So let's get there as quickly as we can. <laughs> yes. because That would be such a vast improvement of where we're at. Now. Because then so. we'd save twenty thousand lives a year. Yeah. I'm sorry to that's spoil it. Right. But <laughs> that's right. But there's lots of other great surprises in the book too. So folks, listen to this show and read the book. You should, you should read the book. The other thing that we started doing and that we need to pick back up is we've been we've been revisiting everybody who wrote a chapter. We've been having them do a show, and we've done several of those. But in 2018, one of the things we'll need to do is get all the rest of those folks back on, as well as probably repeat visits from some of the folks that we had on in, in 2017, both to talk about the idea that they expound there to see where it is in terms of the future going forward and to see what else is on their mind. So lots more great future-facing stuff. Okay, my next show was True Stories, news not dated April 1st, and this was on April 4th of 2017, so right around April Fool's Day. And I don't know about you, Stephen, but I've got this problem that I occasionally fall for fake April 1st news. Yeah, yeah,
1: I I find it a little bit annoying, too, because uh, in order to catch people, they're a lot of these stories are quite believable. And since we right. live in such an amazing time, you know, uh, where, we're, where we're hearing things like, you know, possible starships, you know, hurtling through our solar system, you know, we right. those are actual news stories now. Then uh, how, how in the world can April 1 compete with reality, right? And so I, I occasionally fall for these things, and it's a little bit annoying. So um, uh, around April, uh, we've kind of made it a... Uh, tradition that around April the 1st, we uh, say, okay, here's the stuff that sounds like April Fool stuff, but it's not. We've brought those out uh, a couple of years now, and this, that, and this year was no different.
0: It, this year was no different, although I wonder if going forward, if this continues to be a thing, and I'll tell you why I'm asking that question. Increasingly on social media, I will see stories shared by others that I read it and I'm a sentence in and I go, I don't think so right yeah, and you yeah. and you check the source and you go it's worldnewsdaily.net or 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 one of yeah. those or, or one you've never heard of but you start looking at some of the other stories on there and you go oh they they got you, right they they, they sucked you yeah. in because it's always april 1st for a big chunk of people who yeah. put so called news on the internet anymore it's it's, yeah. it's almost kind of depressing right how much completely bogus stuff is out there
1: yeah we don't contribute to that with our uh, un-April 1 show, right? Um, we're, we're actually no. battling that. So I, I, I'd say let's keep doing
0: it. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we'll, keep, we'll keep doing it. But we can, I guess the point is we can do it any time of year, right? True. We should be looking for the ones that are, that are popping up, particularly in our subject matter, where people are getting all outraged. Because the, the, the common factor is always outrage. The common factor is always, well, here's another horrible, outrageous thing that happens. You really like, go, oh, that didn't yeah. happen. That's not, that's not exactly how that happened. But anyway, in this show, uh, it was just a fun, uh, fun collection of, you know, fairly high concept headlines that could have been mistaken, maybe not so much in, in the case of a couple of them, maybe not so much for April Fool's pranks as for just ridiculous hype although some of them just bizarre and it sounds like something somebody would make up but the bottom line is these were these were all true stories the first one that that was talked about there was plunging price of renewable energy makes end of fossil fuels inevitable which sounds like hype but i was looking back over this study and this is this is real and and of course it's not big news for us cuz we talk about the solar singularity all the time we talk about the the big shift that's probably going to occur in how we source our energy, pretty frequently. And Ray Kurzweil has been a big proponent of this. And the math around it is, I think, kind of obscure to people, and they don't see the progress happening at the rate they expect it to happen. So they don't see this big shift coming, but it's coming, and we're we're going to be off the fossil fuels sooner rather than later i don't know that i don't know that we can attach a date to it but this is one of those things that kind of like predictions about self-driving cars even a couple of years ago sounds like crazy hype and is about as solid a prediction as you can make i think
1: we have moved we moved on from the stone age phil because not because uh, there was a lack of stone we moved on right. uh, to something better and i think that's the same thing the same thing will happen uh... With petroleum and uh, fossil fuels in general is that we'll just uh, you know they'll still be in existence on this planet uh but uh by and large we'll have done other things we're gonna move on to cheaper ways to and uh, less damaging uh to our uh, ways to uh, to our environment uh to, to get our energy and so and that's just good just good news and so
0: absolutely yeah, we'll see that happen yeah. Absolutely. Uh, The other other big one that I wanted to cover or just bring up from this show, one of the themes that we've been revisiting all year in 2017, anti-aging drug could be available to buy in just three years. We have seen the idea of anti-aging treatments take hold within the mainstream media and become kind of a commonly discussed topic in a way that I don't think we even would have predicted a couple of years ago. This idea has captured a big part of the public imagination at this point, and it's something people, regular people, are talking about now. So I feel we've done well, our part because we kept you know, talking about it for. for well, last this few years. was the year that I, I began
1: taking NAD plus um, personally. And You're uh, taking
0: it. Well, this, this oh, is yeah. the one that is advertised, that is touted. here as something that may be available in three years, and here you are within the same year already taking it.
1: Yeah, I'm taking it. Um I I ordered it off of Amazon, I take 1000 milligrams a day Phil. It's uh, basically the price of uh, two or three cups of coffee. Uh I can uh I'm I'm, I'm taking this. So. And yeah. And can you the, climb trees you know, now? I mean tell us the, you know, what, uh, well, what's Well, you know, it's it's you know, it's hard to say sometimes. You know, uh this, the um uh, uh, you know, after which, therefore, because, uh, mm-hmm. paradox, you know, uh, it does, it is, it, you know, me feeling great and, 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 uh, then finishing off the year and, uh, uh, with, with pretty good energy and, and everything. Is that related to this or is it something, you know, or it's just other life, lifestyle stuff? I'm going to just tell you that, uh, I'm feeling fine. Um, and, uh, this, uh, you know, it, it's hard. It's this, if this is life extension therapy, it's, the very beginning of it and it, there's only going to be modest things that this can do for us right right but it's', right. But it's the beginning and and uh, there's reason to believe that it is it is that and so I'm going hey you know it, what if all I get out of, of taking this for 30 years is an, an additional year of life right or if uh, what if uh, what if it doesn't give me any additional time but um, the, the quality of my life is improved Exactly. So it's to me. It, to me, it's 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 worth the uh, the modest price. It's not that expensive, and it's readily available. So, I'm uh I'm 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 taking an AD plus. So,
0: that and that's a, and that's a big shift too. That these things are available, that people can find them, yep. they can afford them. One of the other big ones we've talked about during the year, and I think we'll probably be talking about this in some of the later shows in this series, is metformin, which has kind of come on the scene as a potential treatment for aging. And then other, other potential treatments for aging are being discussed a lot more publicly with a lot more information being made available. More advanced ones concerning using CRISPR or related technologies to actually get in there and modify our genes to, to make us more time resistant, if you will. So it's, it's been a real interesting year in that regard and well you know, welcome to the future, Stephen. Good 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 on you. You never even reported on the show that you've started doing that, so That's Well a, this it's, fairly it's, recent. Um started
1: just about a month ago. And I kinda wanted to uh report you know, uh is it is it showing, you know, am I feeling any different? Well right. yeah, maybe, maybe. Um and uh, again, you know, a modest improvement, um, if there is one and uh but uh I I think that there is one. And uh so if this is just placebo effect, it's a pretty good placebo effect. So uh, very anyway, cool. I'll, uh, I'll, re- I'll report more, uh, you know, uh, as, as, as the days go by. But
0: quite frankly, I, I, I'd love to get my hands
1: on some metformin. But, uh, you know, that's a, that's a prescription, so a little bit more involved there.
0: Yeah, one step at a time, one step at a time. Absolutely. One step at a time, right. But, but keep us posted on that. Okay, my next my next show is Ancient Martian Fossils, Self-Growing Computers, and flowers that cure cancer. Now, one thing I want to say about this is this has been a common theme for show titles this year. It's just these yeah. hodgepodge lists of kind of high-concept-sounding topics. You just you, you put a bunch of really cool-sounding stuff together. I wonder if this was a Wednesday show. It could have been an amazing – it says Amazing Developments. I'm sure it was a Wednesday show. This was on March 9th of 2017. But just typical of the kinds of things we've been talking about – all all year. Oldest fossil ever found on Earth shows that alien life on Mars, likely. We have found evidence of life existing in the very earliest conditions on Earth, very different from what the world is like today, and indicative of the idea that maybe uh, even an, an environment like Mars wouldn't be all that, all that hostile to life. So it gives us a, a new direction for looking for life on other planets. This other headline, University of Windsor Lab causes, uses compound inspired by spider lily to kill cancer cells. Another big theme all year has been the adjacent possible and how we're taking ideas from one area of science or one area of human achievement and applying it someplace else and getting new results. This is a pattern that's just repeated over and over again in so many of the different things that we've talked about. And another big theme This story, scientists reveal new super-fast form of computer that grows as it computes. You know, one of the big kind of underlying stories of 2017, I I remember that at the end of 2016, or maybe even the middle part of 2016, there was all this talk about uh, Moore's Laws coming to an end. There have been a lot of stories about how we've we've reached the end of progress, that we're not going to see the same kinds of low-hanging fruit. We're not going to see the same kinds of big jumps forward with technology that we've seen in past years. And this year, we have just seen so many exciting stories about computer technology, not just about different kinds of hardware configurations, which I think this story is more more concerned with, but all the big, big stuff that's been happening with artificial intelligence, neural networks, machine learning, deep learning. It's just been a year of constantly coming back to that and finding new things that are being done and that can be done with those kinds of technologies. I expect that we'll see a lot more specific stuff about that over the next few shows as we talk about other big things that we've talked about in the year, but I just kind of wanted to introduce this as just a real typical show for us, right? Uh, yeah, talking about uh, looking for alien life, uh, talking about amazing new inventions that, uh, that, that have a potential medical benefit, and talking about a big breakthrough in computer technology. It's happening all the time. And you know what? We do three shows a week are we exhausting the material that's out there? No, we're still hardly even scratching the surface. It seems like I don't know how we ever got by doing a one show a week. You know, there's
1: <laughs> or or in the real old days, one show a month. Oh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, we weren't, yeah, you know, that was we weren't we weren't even beginning to uh, uh, scratch the surface. Phil, if if our job was, this, we wouldn't be able to hit it all. If no, that's right, if, if, if we had a show on, uh, you know, every night. Um, a, a new show, uh, seven days a week. We wouldn't be able to cover it all.
0: That's right. It's so. it's more future than two men can handle. That's all that's there right. is to it. But we keep trying. We're gonna we're gonna keep pushing it out there. And then finally, the last show that I want to talk about from the first half of twenty seventeen was one we did on June twenty eighth. It was called Barely Distinguishable From Magic. And of course that's the old Arthur C. Clarke quote: Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. So we came up with some stories that were okay; they're distinguishable from magic, but just barely, right? They're, we're we're closing in on we're closing in on magic. Things that sound almost too good to be true, almost too weird to be true. And one of these was Craig Venter's digital to biological converter. Is real. This is the idea of taking basically just data and chemistry and producing biological output almost the universal assembler for organic stuff it's not quite that but it's almost that Uh, that might might be one way of looking at it basically you're you're just you're producing adenine cytosine guanine and thymine, the the building blocks of dna in any combination that you want to and turning the generation of new life into a data technology Kind of a scary thought in some ways, but also a really exciting one in terms of what kinds of results we'll be able to see from this in the years to come.
1: It's extremely powerful that technology, and it could be, and of course, it could be used for for good or evil. But uh, you know, um, it's like you say, it it's it's barely uh, distinguishable from magic.
0: Yeah, and and probably the most distinguishable of everything on that show. The next one, sound waves direct particles to self-assemble and self-heal, right out of Dune. Okay. So eventually we're going to just be using uh sound to to move things around and to ward off huge worms, right? I think that'll be the other big thing. <laughs> and
1: uh uh my name will be a killing word at that point, Bill, so. <laughs>
0: well, there you go. Oh wow. So we got we got that to look forward to as well. Um a little little, little uh, insider uh dune geekiness there, but uh Sorry it just <laughs> <laughs> the the idea of actually using sound to manipulate the physical universe is has always been kind of a science fiction idea and now we're seeing actual research exploring that and making things happen with that and then the last one on this one the idea of creating new universes in the labs is no joke and hey it's not a joke um this is something that potentially could occur this is something that we may be looking at doing down the road. And talk about a powerful technology. Talk about the ability to do both good and evil. You know, there's, there's, there's nothing, I guess, bigger than creating a new universe, right? So this is something that we would typically think of as a way out there science fiction scenario. But follow the link, read the story. This is something that serious people are seriously talking about us potentially doing in the not too distant future. So big, big, big stuff for us to think about. And with that, Stephen, you know what? That's my, that's my whole list. I can't believe it. That's the first half of the year. And of course, barely scratched the surface, but that's okay because I'll tell you what, we'll yeah. come back on the next show. And why don't we do your list for the first half? Of <laughs> that's right. So, so the next show will be me doing the first half
1: of 2017. And, and, uh, and, of course, we will uh, we'll finish out the year with the second half for both of us uh, next week. So, at any rate, this is going to be fun, Phil, and look forward to hosting that next one.
0: Look forward to talking with you then. Look forward to having you all with us. And until next time, live to see it.